Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Why am I late? I have asked Brandon this question before and um, for myself and for my former partner. So I've invited um, Brandon, Patrick, on my podcast, we share a podcast that betrayed the addicted and the expert and have for many years. And now we're doing our separate thing, but you know, we're here. He's coming here to, t- to talk about this because, um, we've both been affected. I think all of us have been affected at some point in our life by someone who either is late, or maybe you are the person who is late. So Brandon is a great friend and has been, uh, for many years, he is a very experienced and specialized therapist who's helped thousands of uh, addicts, sex addicts, and those who've been through betrayal and those breaches of trust. So I trust Brandon and the advice that he gives and and the conversations that we've had. And so I invited him to come and to talk a little about this and some of the deeper maybe reasonings behind why we can show up late. Okay. Thanks, Ashlyn. I got to say, this is really, I'm actually really excited to be recording with you um, again. And I mean, co-host for four years, we have a lot of history and yeah, we've talked about like every topic under the sun. So um, being late, this should be a, a fun one, but <laughs> um, it's easy. I mean, we've both been late to yeah. work meetings, to podcasts, to, so not one of us is perfect which is good. No, no, but there's two sides to being late. And and I want to kind of out myself in what I just told you, Ashlyn, in terms of there's the late person. And then there's the, the person in a relationship with a late person. Right. And, um, on either side of it, like, for example, if your spouse is late a lot, then it puts you into this quandary of, what do I do? How do I handle that? You know, what are my best options? How do I actually be boundaried with this? Um, and you know, I, I may or may not be married to someone who's late a lot (laughs) (laughs) and I need to put my own stuff aside. Any resentments I have, any feelings like that, that I have to really talk about this topic, because I think it's actually a pretty important topic. And I think there's a big ripple effect to lateness. Um, and so, but I think there's all kinds of reasons as to why we're late. Yes. And, and really what brought this up for me, and I, you know, remember reaching out to you and saying, is this a thing? And we've talked about this in the past. Um, when I would show up to a meeting late and be super embarrassed because, you know, that's what we do. Um, either because I was late or because my partner made me late. And it looked, it was like showing, um, on you. It may, yeah. It looked bad on me. And I was like, wait, wait, I'm, I'm not the one late. Right. And so I hated that feeling of being judged in the same court. 
oh my gosh, I am so empathizing <laughs> and I'm trying, but yeah, that feeling of helplessness of yes. like, one, I don't want to ditch my wife. I don't want to ditch her and, and just leave without her. And I, I really want to be with her. I want her wherever we're going. <laughs> I think about like going to dinner with friends or something. But when it's like 20 minutes past the time we're supposed to leave and I know they had reservations and everyone's waiting and it's like, and now I'm going to be walking in there feeling like I have been rude to these people, but I really have not wanted to be rude. Like I would have been there on time. It's a really uncomfortable feeling. Um, but and I, yeah, go ahead. Ashley. I think we've all been there. So the interesting thing for me is I was always someone who was on time. I remember in high school, I was on the dance team in the high school, which meant I had to get up early and be to dance practice at 6am. And, mm. um, my sweet neighbor needed a ride every day and she could not get out of bed. Oh. And so, you know, imagine me 6am. I'm in my cute little 1973 convertible bug, giving her a ride going crap. I have to go knock on the door. All the lights are off in this house. And then it got to the point where her mom said, just come in the house. They wouldn't lock their front door. Don't wake us up. Just come in and wake her up. Like what? No. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> uh -uh. And you know, I'm 16, 17. So I don't know what, how to set a boundary with an adult. And what so I, mom, what is that mom doing? What's she teaching her daughter? I don't hey, know. Ashlyn's responsibility <laughs> to come wake you up. I know. And the truth is, I love the mom and the daughter to this day, but this experience was like, what is happening? So then it got to the point where I, I told, I was, um, I was being late because I was trying to get her up and it, when you're late so many times, there's consequences. Right. So I didn't get to perform in a performance. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, hold up. Like, what, what am I doing here? I'm being punished for trying to help someone. And so this doesn't work for me anymore. So I do remember saying, Hey, if you're not, I'm not willing to be late anymore. And so if you're not ready, I'm leaving after, you know, four minutes and I'm sorry. Excellent. And yes. that was really, really uncomfortable for me, but that was probably the beginnings of a really hard, like that was me setting a boundary and not even realizing it as a teenager. Yeah. That's, that's a boundary. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, so it's continued to show up. So now that I have uncoupled from my late partner, um, he's not dead. He's just late a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I started to notice that I still showed up late. Like, oh, interesting. because we were together for so long, uh -huh. you know, I kept making all these you know, oh, it's always his fault and blah, blah, blah. Bl and blaming then, him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm alone, I'm going, why the heck am I still showing up late sometimes? Uh-huh. Interesting. What, what is going on? And so I started to question myself and start to kind of dig into what's happening. I have no one else that I need to rely on right. or wait for. You're accountable now. Yes. You can't blame. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I reached out. Like, yeah. what's happening here, yep. Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, I'm gonna, I, I want to let you off the hook a little bit because I, I think that um, I, I, I feel like I am a punctual person and I've been late to meetings that we've had, Ashlyn. I've, um, and so that I think there's balance. There's times when, oh shoot, like I've had a horrible, awful day 
and like things came at me I didn't expect. And what do you know? I'm 10 minutes, 15 minutes late, right? Now, hopefully you're texting someone or calling them and saying, hey, I want to let you know. Um, but like, we're not going to be perfectly punctual all the time. Um, but then there's the chronic lateness. And, and that's different than like having a bad day or having to get five kids ready for church or whatever. It's like you're chronically late, like your friend, for example. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if we dig into the reasons why, I think we can look at a lot of different things. And I got to I gotta warn the late people listening, you might not like some of the things we, we say right now because it could be true. Um, and, and Ashton, what you're saying about, I actually really like what you're saying about you looking at, I'm taking accountability now because I'm showing up late and I, there's no one to blame for this. Yes. Um, and I, and I think I'm a punctual person too. And so there really is, I think, yes, it might be uncomfortable. A lot of the topics we talk about are usually uncomfortable, but I hope as the listeners are listening, they can say, Hey, this is just an opportunity to be more curious and see what's going on in my head, because right. that's exactly what happened for me. And I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm at least more aware of why I am doing the things that I am doing. Right. So, Okay. Here's a couple of them, ADHD and anxiety. Okay, they're, t they're different things, um, but a very disorganized person isn't gonna organize their time very well. Um, and so they're not, they're, they're gonna think, oh, I gotta be to that place at two, so I'm gonna leave it like two. Um, and <laughs> because I'm doing all these other things that I'm doing like blah, blah, blah. What do you know, now I'm supposed to leave and you're late. Yeah. Um, so just disorganization, um, being all over the place, that can cause lateness. Um, the, the flip side of the coin, being overly organized, overly prepared, um, I have to get everything in order before I leave. Um, that can cause lateness as well. So that's more anxiety driven, um, where it's, uh, you know, I, I'm scared to step out the door yet because I got to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm ready to go. Um, that can cause lateness as well. Um, all these things, now th this is the part that people might, might not like to hear, but lateness is a lack of integrity and it actually shows selfishness. What do you think about that, Ashlyn? I think for when I, you know, I immediately go to myself when you say that, because, uh, which is another topic <laughs> we're going to talk about, scrupulosity. No, uh, yeah. um, I'm bad. Oh, you no. should have seen Ashton's <laughs> face when I said that. She's like, oh, he didn't just say that, did he? Oh, no. Yeah, um, yeah because I do feel selfish when I am late mm -hmm. and I do find myself, I feel like I am a very organized and good with time management. And then I'm also not, yeah. it's this weird mix of, I know I need to leave 15 minutes early. I know it's going to take me 15 minutes. And yet sometimes I don't because it's more important that I get my it, lunch packed or whatever. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Do. Yeah. So I guess it's not selfishness every time, right? It's, it's what I was saying. Chronic, sure. late, chronic lateness, I would say is selfishness, but sometimes life comes at you and and it's like, oh shoot, like, dang it. But, but that yeah. chronic lateness is not just selfishness. Um, I would say it's a lack of connection and empathy to others. Um, 
it's 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 not maybe blatant selfishness it's just i'm not i don't i'm not connected to how this may affect other people and i'm more concerned with me and how i do it and what i do than i am concerned about like others um yeah. and so i have to, to say i know i have to say this though because i have two friends who are the chronic late and i love them both mm -hmm. okay but they are late all the time uh-huh okay and when I, when I had a really hard conversation with both of like, do you understand that it affects all the people around you? Do you care? Is that like even a thought in your head? Because I was thinking they're so selfish right. and why aren't they showing up? They're such nice people. And it was interesting for me to hear. They literally had no thought of anyone else. Like they, they weren't thinking I'm not doing this to be rude. I'm not doing this because I don't want to be here. I'm not, they really were just, I don't know why I'm late. But, I'm just but, that's, late. but that's the frustration is I, I think it's, I really do think it's unconscious selfishness Yes. where it's yes. like, I'm not, I'm not blatantly and deliberately trying to hurt anybody for my own needs. But what I'm not is, is actually caring or connected to, to how this does have a ripple effect. Yeah. Right? Which I, that I think that's a really good way of saying it because like I said, these people are some of my favorite people to be yeah. around. So it's not a lack of their selfish and jerks. It's that's like, I read somewhere that it said sometimes being late is a passive aggressive. Oh yes. Way of showing, Very much of be. showing whatever. Right. So I can, I've noticed with myself as I've started to question, why am I late when no one else is here is when I'm, feeling affected negatively. So maybe I'm feeling angry and disrupted in my own life based on whoever doesn't matter. I show up late yep. and it has zero to do with the person I'm showing up late for, for the meeting or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. And so it's this passive aggressive way subconsciously that I am just feeling so much. I'm in my own head that I'm not even taking into account the, you know, what's going on around me. And I've noticed when I am in a really good energy and I don't feel some of those resentments, I'm, I'm on time. But, but Ashlyn, let's, let's psychoanalyze this a little and dig underneath. Yes, Cause I'm kind of hearing you say, and tell me if I'm wrong. It's like when, when you're resentful, when you're in a bad place, you show up late because in that space, you feel some sense of, of power and control. Ooh. Yeah. E and there's Oops. the passive aggressiveness, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which it's weird because yes, but that looks like my, from the outside, it looks like I'm out of control. Yes. But deep down, it's like, screw the world, screw this. I get to do what I want to do oh. when I want to do it. Yeah. Um, Thanks. I think that's really good for you to kind of look at that, admit it, because I think a lot of people do it. I do that sometimes. Um, uh, kind of that passive aggressiveness. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> it is. It is. And it really, I'm not, I want to make sure people keep listening. Don't check out and be like, no, um, <laughs> we're not. Everyone does this at some yes. point and it is subconscious. I really don't believe I've shown up late and I've even the chronic friends that I have who are late, I don't think they're doing it to hurt me no, or to be disrespectful. It just, that's how it comes off it. To me, I felt, I felt resentment towards them. And guess what? They would often feel resentment towards me. Oh, because interesting. 
I would show up as the like nag. Well, well, I think you're you're bringing up a good point. And as the partner of a chronic late person, <laughs> it's been really fascinating for me to to go through a process of really trying to learn how not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not, you know, and, and if I'm like outside honking the horn or, or like trying to get her moving, like it's in a really rude way, I'm making it all about me and it's not helpful. Um, so for me to be able to say, look, this does affect me and mm-hmm. I have some truths around this for me and my integrity is on the line as well. And I got to be honest with you about that but I'm also not taking personally that it feels like you don't care about me or whatever. Like that's not what this is about. This is about like something else as to why you're late. I don't exactly know why, but maybe I need to explore that with you. Um, I'm I'm sure that goes over well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't really care what you feel. Um, Yeah. But, but the hard place to find is an honest, genuine, Mm um, boundaries with my own boundaries and not taking personally my partner's behaviors. Right. Yeah. It's Um, interesting, Brandon, because you mentioned in the beginning, like you could just take off and leave your chronic late friend or partner and drive separately so that you look better and not linked in the same. And I remember you telling me that, like, you don't have to wait for him. You can go. And if that's what makes you feel better, then do it. If that's what leaves the resentment. And I did that a few times. Right. And it didn't necessarily help me help us get along better. It stopped the nagging. It stopped me being frustrated and mad, but it did still leave us very disconnected. Yep. So when we both were arrived, it was like, "Hmm." We didn't say uh, well, anything. That, but. <laughs> that that's been my truth has not been that. So like I've tried that. I've tried to just yeah. leave. Like see ya, see ya. I'll see you there. But then it's like, man, like I just don't. It feels I don't like it. Yeah. I like I like to go with her. I want to be with her. I and so <laughs> so in each situation, I've had to be like, okay, like what will work for me this time? You know. Yeah. And and maybe at a certain time limit, then I gotta go. You know. <laughs> um, by myself, but I'm going to try to, to figure out how to go with her and be honest with her about, about when I want to go, you know? Um, so I got to admit, I do do things like, you know, if we have an appointment at one, I tell her it's at 1215. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work? Nah, she's, she sees right through that. That doesn't work. She knows. So yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I have a question for, for you on that. Um, so if I have this friend or my child or my partner and they are showing up late consistency, so they're consistently, they are the chronic person The how do we set a boundary? Like you said, for both of us, it didn't work to just leave them behind and figuring out if that does help the resentment go away. And and if that can keep you connected, um, what are some of the other maybe ideas of things we can do to still honor that friendship or relationship while well, staying true so to you? That's a great question, Ashlyn. And, and, and really this, whether it's lateness or any difficult topic, um, this is, this is how you can handle it is instead of going to drama and pouting and trying to get your needs met in all the wrong ways, mm-hmm. um, take a deep breath 
Don't go to drama. Get grounded with what your truth is. What are the facts? Try to communicate the facts to them. Um, communicate in a very kind, loving way. Um, ask for your needs to be met. Make requests that are that are good, healthy requests. And you guys, I'm flying through ways to communicate in a healthy way. <laughs> um, but but just stay grounded in communicating what you need. And they might hear it, and they and you might feel validated and understood. And wow, they hear me. And then they change nothing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yay, I feel good because they heard me, but now nothing has changed. So now what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is where you take a step back and you say, okay, I've, I've really tried healthy communication. I'm going to try that again. Maybe I try it a third time. And let's say nothing, nothing changes. At some point, you then got to look at yourself a little bit and say, okay, what are my options? What does work for me? I have tried healthy communication. I don't feel like I'm in drama. I'm standing in my truth but my boundary keeps getting broken. My truths keep getting taken from me here. Um, so, I, you know, maybe I'm going to have to go by myself because that's the only thing in my, I can't control them. I can't force them, right? Maybe I'm going to have to be honest with people who want to schedule at one o'clock and say, you know what, we'll probably be there around 145 or 130, um, just so you know. And if, if you're okay doing that, if that's not caretaking for your partner. Um, so, but, but like to really examine what does work for me and is in my control. But if you just take it and don't do anything, then you're going to resent mm -hmm. and you're going to divide in your relationship. And you'll be a part of that division, even though they're the ones being late. Yes. So. You'll be honking the horn forever and yes. <laughs> it will never change. Um, <laughs> Oh, I swear, yeah. I swear, Ashlyn, the more I honk, the later, the later she is like, she's like, oh yeah, I'll show you. Talk about passive yes. aggressive. Like, oh, there's another honk. That's another 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. So I have to give you an example of my youngest, Ellie. She is, she's gotten so much better, but she does have anxiety diagnosed with a, psych a psychiatrist, um, OCD okay. and ADHD, mild cases of the OCD and ADHD. But okay. because of that combination, she's very particular about how she gets ready. And okay. so she'll wake up in the morning um, at like 6 a.m. and she doesn't go to school to start at 8.30. And it's not that she's getting super dolled up. It's that she needs time and she knows for herself she needs that extra time to not feel anxiety and to be rushed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of figured some things out on her own, but what we found is she was still making us late for things. So we'd be in the car, the three family members, you know, honking the horn. She would come out and say, stop honking the horn. I'm not ready, you know? Mm -hmm. And so something that I just talked to her about that totally helped her. And I don't know it's not magic for anything, but it worked for us is I found that she was usually getting hung up on the, what she looked like and getting ready. And mm. she had a, a certain order of things. And I said, okay, let's come up with two different routines. One is a routine when you have plenty of time to get ready and, and you're not rushed and you can do whatever you want. And these are the steps that you take. Okay. So, but when people are waiting for you or you are late, you have to have a second routine. And it's, you're going to throw some things out the window. 
Okay. And we're going to, we're going to get rid of those things. You can't put on mascara. If people are honking in the corn, the car, and you can't decide to go wash your hair. Like there's certain things that don't work. And when we went through that, she stopped. I I mean, rare. Are we honking in the car anymore? No, notice, but I, I love this. Notice what you're doing, Ashlyn. You're and, and this is my experience too. Instead of taking the lateness personally and honking and trying to force the other person, one of the best things that I that that, that works for me to get to places on time is to is to go in the house and say, "Hey, how can I help?" Mm. Like, what what and that that's kind of what you're doing is like, "Hey, let let me help you. Let's let's make a plan. Let's work together." um on this and and let's try to get down to the issue of of what it is and i'm here to support you i'm here to help you through it um i think that's one of the most effective things that you can do um is actually give some love and support to the late person right okay i love that it's the zoom out right and so they're not they're not doing it to hurt us this isn't about us yeah and hey i'm on time so i can make some time to go and help do whatever they feel like they need to do i like that right Um, one question I think that I've been asking myself and I think our listeners, if you are the late one is to just slow down the next time that you are late, maybe it's today, maybe it's right now. Maybe you should stop listening to this. Um, and (laughs) And just get there, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but say, why am I late? And okay. I'm late because I'm busy. I have such a busy day on Mondays. Okay. Why am I too busy? Yeah. You're you're really good about this Brandon. It's like, okay, let's take it several layers deep because that's not necessarily an answer. Right? right? There's more behind that. Why are you too busy? Are we right. are we just filling our time so that we don't have to sit with our thoughts? Yep. You know? Um I found that when I drive in the car and I'm late, I was either playing music really loud, like, "Oh my gosh, it's going to help me drive and I'm going to get there on time," right? But more often than not, I played nothing. I would yeah. sit in my thoughts and just be like, okay, I've got to, I didn't have time to do that. I should not have done like time management. And I'm going back over and finding where I went wrong <laughs> and where I can do better the next time. Yes. Um, I, I, lo- Brad- I love this. <laughs> Brandon, tell me this. I, I get really um, nervous and probably some shame there when I am late, that I don't want to tell people I'm going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and then you make it that much worse, right? Yes. If, if you sent that little text or made the phone call and they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, whatever, we're fine. But it's like, no, no, no. And so then you don't tell them. And then it seemed they, they had no idea that you were going to be late. Yes. It's much more inconvenient, right? It's just, fa- yes. it's facing your shame a little bit. It's facing yes. your like, Hey, I'm not perfect. And this, yeah. I really like what you're saying, Ashlyn. Focus on the on the inputs of your life. If if an outcome is lateness, if you're late a lot, then instead of trying to force yourself to not be late, mm-hmm. um, actually look at what's going on in your life. What are your inputs? And maybe you need to shift some of those things so that you can set yourself up. You know, if you have fifty thousand things going on Sunday and you can't get to church on time, maybe you need to chop some of the, those things out. Um, you know, another thing too, Ashlyn, is I, I think being on time starts long before it's it's like a habit thing. It's like, mm-hmm. for example, you text me today, said, Hey, let's meet at one. And what did I text you back? 
you remember? Well, you text me. You said I'm ready to record today. You were you were on top oh, of it. You said you said one or three, right? And I yeah, said, I said I can do earlier if you want to do earlier. Right. And 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 you said one or three, and I said how about one ten? And yes. the the, <laughs> the point I'm making is like I knew I had a meeting until one, like at one it ended. And so what well, I, well, I was actually here at 109, believe it or not. I, I knew, know. I knew today. You were waiting. I, I knew today I had to be because of what we were talking about. Um, but my point being is I was on time because I was on time to what my word that I'd given to you, right, Ashlyn? I like that, that. That started before, like, that started when we set that meeting in the first place. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think I get hung up on this is my black and white thinking that still exists in my brain. 110 sounds weird. Uh-huh. I would have, you know, like black and white thinking is like, oh, well, we should just move it to 130. We should round Interesting. up. Interesting. Like that's so stupid. Look at these so shoulds. I'm, yes, I love that you're just shifting it 10 minutes. You know, you're going to be late. You know, you need to, you know, I should have said like 108 to really throw you off. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the the reality of, yeah, I'm still undoing a lot of this weird thinking in my brain, but that's one of them. Yeah. Something as simple as that. So, but I think what you're uncovering for yourself, Ashlyn is, is like being okay with people thinking that you're weird or different, right? It's like, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to be late. Sorry. You might judge me. I'm gonna let you know that I can be there at one ten. Sorry. You might judge me. That's when I can be there and it just be comfortable with them thinking whatever they're going to think about that. Right. Yes. I know. I have been more intentional in the last eight months of just saying, okay, if I know I'm going to be late, I mean, but I have a reminder that goes off 15 minutes before an appointment starts or where I'm supposed to be. So that gives me, if I know I'm going to be late, even if it's five minutes, I can send a text and I love it. And it was so hard for me to do that before, but it's so much better to get that early 15 minute text than right at the time I'm supposed to be there saying I'm going to be late. Yeah. Love it. That's a good habit. Yeah. So there's, I think a a few little things we can do to think about these things. Um, my challenge to you is to just really ask why am I late and dig into that. Um, okay. Brandon, before we end this episode, I always ask a question that I want you to answer. I forgot to tell you what it is, but you'll, you'll answer it like a champ. What was your most recent be the Buffalo moment? Oh, I love it. Um, my most recent be the Buffalo moment. Oh, I would say that it was, I was avoiding a hard topic with my wife. Um, and I knew that avoiding it was causing us some problems. And so I stepped right into it and it was scary and it was hard. Um, but it was so good. And so just in my relationship with my wife and it took us to new levels of, of intimacy, I feel like, and it was just, it was awesome, but it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. It is. That's how it goes though. Those really uncomfortable topics are usually the ones that connect us. It's so weird and they're awful and you're crying. So sad. (laughs) Yes. But without, without that storm, we would have never got to where we got. So you faced it. We faced it. We dealt with it. So I I love that, Ashlyn. All right. Thank you so much, Brandon. You're welcome. We'll see you. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. 
If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.